Well, uh, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be standing before you all this afternoon. Uh, like they said before, this is I'm entering my eighth week, so this is my last week here with you all. This uh, this after, well, Wednesday would be my last uh, time here. <clears throat> I want to thank uh, everyone for their hospitality shown here and making me feel at home. I want to thank the uh, families that kept me over these eight weeks, uh, the Parsons and uh, the uh, Bellwoods, the uh, Belchers, and the McKibbins. I want to thank uh, Deacon for giving his room up for me uh, for two weeks and uh, giving up to a complete stranger. I'd say that'd be kind of hard to do, but uh, he done it, and I try not to make a mess out of it. Uh, so thank you. <clears throat> I want to thank, uh, for the most part, and for the most, I want to thank uh, God for giving me the strength and courage to stand before you all this afternoon. I also want to thank uh, Josh for allowing me to stand here and preach tonight. Before uh, before we move any further, I want to uh, ask for some participation tonight. As was said, I am going to be talking about influence. So, uh, just by the participation, I just want to re- show of hands. Uh, this one goes for the young people. How many of you all go to public schools? I want to raise my hand on that one. How many of you all perhaps are the only Christian at your school? I'll raise my hand on that one. And this one goes for everyone else and the young people too. How many of you guys work? How many of you all are the only Christians at your work? It's kind of hard, isn't it? It's really hard. It can be a bad thing, but it can also be a good thing. It gives so many opportunities to spread the Word of God, spread the opportunity to ask someone to come to church. And uh, <clears throat> I'll just, uh, just take advantage of that. I just re- highly recommend it. Um, I'm going to... Researching the word influence, I ran upon a few definitions that really stuck out to me. Uh, there are three of them. The first one being the power to have an important effect on someone or something. The second being the factor that tends to have an effect on what you do. And the power uh, affecting a person, thing, or course of events, especially one that operates without any direct or apparent effort. I found those definitions on the internet, and you know what those three definitions have in common. The word power and factor. And to be those power and factors, it it takes being a leader. Being a leader is not easy. It won't be easy. We can't be afraid to be different. We, in a way, want to make people ask themselves why. If we don't do this, do do the things of the world, the world, the things that the world likes, the things the world loves, then people will start to ask themselves, how come they don't do this? How come they don't do that? In high school, I was a three-year starter for the varsity baseball team. My freshman year, I was a track uh, 300-meter hurdle highs, or 300-meter hurdles, 100-meter hurdle highs. And uh, through my, the only reason I did not play my uh, freshman year was because of a surgery that did not allow me to play. But my junior and sophomore year, I was the captain and leader of the JV team. And that takes big responsibility. And I know it's just JV, but uh, for those who know sports. But being that leader, you influence the younger players. You influence your teammates. 
So if you're, I was a pitcher, it's all on the mound. If my infield, my outfield, my catcher, my coaches saw that I was struggling on the mound, they struggled. And that, vice versa when I was in the field. And then to my uh, junior year, or sophomore year, I was a relief pitcher for the varsity team. Junior year, I was relief, went into closing. And the senior year, I was our main closer. <clears throat> and everyone loves a main closer because they, they finish the game strong and get you that big win. But uh, you, them younger players, as a senior, I was talking to some freshmen. And their freshmen, their JV, their freshman team was having a hard time. They was like, Zach, was y'all this terrible freshman year? I was like, yep, we was. I was like, but the more y'all play together, the more y'all know each other, the better y'all will become. Influence each other. You feed off of him. That guy feeds off of him. You, It's just a chain of reaction. But now, uh, moving on, everyone has their story, and throughout the lesson, I'm going to relate back to my story, back and forth to my story, relate to sports. I'm a big sports guy. My story begins on July 27th, 2011. On that particular day, I was baptized, and at that point in time, I started my life over and decided to give my life to God. I was determined I was going to be that shining light into the world of darkness. And during school, a year to a year and a half later, that all changed. I got with the wrong crowd doing stuff I shouldn't do. I was disrespecting my parents, talking back to my parents. And uh, young people I know, that's like, ooh, big deal. I do that all the time. But that's just a start. And then you go further and further, deeper and deeper into the sin. <clears throat> and uh, going on, and I did a few other things that I'm not proud of and I'm not going to speak of. I was influenced by the world instead of the world influencing me. At that point, i fallen away. This went on for some months, and my parents found out what I was doing. They tried talking to me. I was like, yeah, okay, shrug it off. Okay, I'll take what you have to say. Went on doing the same stuff. Didn't think anything would happen. My dad asked someone from church to come talk to me on a Friday night. That certain someone made a big impact in my life. I'm not going to say his name, but I remember some words that he said. <clears throat> and so a few weeks later, I was uh, at church. I went to church. I was a different person on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night than I was throughout my regular day life. And so uh, I went to church that Sunday morning, and I asked the preacher, uh, his name is Jacob Holman, I said, Jacob, I said, Mr. Jacob, will you come back here in the back and talk to me for a second? So I, basically I told him the same stuff and told him I fell in the way and got with the wrong crowd, but it, I was ready to get my life back right with God. And that day I got my life back. And um, probably around six, seven, eight months ago, there was a brother. I'm not going to mention his name. He fell away for quite some time before that. And he showed up to church one day and surprised all of us. Surprised his mom. Come up there and I loved this look on her face. It was, her eyes just got big rounds of baseball. Just seeing her boy come back to Christ and come back to church. And um, we talked to him and me and my me and my parents, my brother and sisters in Christ at church, college view, talked to him, and uh, me and him got really close. He told me stuff that he'd done, but he wasn't proud of it. And uh, shortly after, he made a post on Facebook for all his friends to see, everyone else to see. He said uh, he knew that he was wrong, 
He knew that he let so many people down, but most importantly, let God down. And the Monday after he wrote that post, he got two friend, he got two texts from some old friends that said they gave up their old lives as well. He influenced them. He inspired them. He influenced two people, and there's no telling how many people those two people influenced. And so um, I'm going to go through an acronym of influence this afternoon. The I standing for imitate. Students imitate teachers. Just out of high school and the Lyman school now, we have to imitate our teachers. The, through high school, I had this one teacher that said, you do this exactly how I'm doing it. And there was one person in that class that just said, no, nah, I'm not. I got my own way. This is math class. And, uh, which, I mean, she got the right answer, but the teacher likes to have it her way. And in Lyman school, we have to do it in a particular way. All of our bolt heads, nuts, square washers have to be squared. All of our measurements have to be exact. If it's a sixteenth of an inch off, we fail that proficiency. But, uh, and then children imitate television. I want to use my sister as an example. Uh, she likes to have the spotlight, so I won't give it to her right now, even though she's out of the country. But uh, she lo- she loves watching YouTube. I don't know what about it, but she just watches these really awful videos that show no interest in me. And uh, not and she says these things not bad, but funny. And we'll ask her, say, Addie, where'd you hear that? She'll just shrug her shoulders. She'll laugh for a second, smile, and say, the YouTube. And uh, But children will imitate what they see. Parents, they imitate them. If you have a younger sibling, your younger sibling imitates you whether they want to admit it or not. They want to be like you in some sort of way. I see uh, two guys laughing back there, so I feel attention. But... Uh, whether or not the older one, the younger one looks up to you. And, uh, <clears throat> but, and then teenagers imitate entertainers. Often in today's society, teenagers will imitate by wearing things, doing things, saying things that entertainers wear, say, or does. Back in elementary school, I was a big LeBron James fan. Still am a big LeBron James fan. LeBron James comes out with tennis shoes, basketball shoes, and I got them every year. One's mom and dad, they already knew. They didn't even have to ask me. What shoes do you want, Zach? I want the new LeBrons. First day of school. And so they ended up getting them for me. But the things that entertainers do today, do we really want to imitate what they're doing? They're all nice and stuff in front of the camera, but off the camera, what are they doing? Research this stuff. Look up their history before you want them as your role model. Others imitate you. Growing up, I always want to be like my cousin Matt. Whatever he had, I wanted. I just, just to be a little bit closer to him. Whatever he did, I wanted to do. Still today. Goes to Arkansas for a duck hunt. I want to go, but never get the chance. Still this day, I look up to him. And uh, we want to be like those we look up to. Those who look, at, look up at us. Imitate us. The N stands for neighbors. Let's turn to John chapter 4. <clears throat> John chapter 4, verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me all that I ever did. 
The Samaritan woman went around telling uh, many people about what Jesus was telling her, everything that she's ever done. The people were interested by that, and they went to him and urged him to stay longer, as you can read in verse 40. Uh, the F stands for family. Let's turn to Genesis all the way back to Abraham. Uh, Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. For I, know, for I have known him in order that he uh, may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Abraham influenced his family throughout his life by his actions. Responsibilities and opportunities of young people influencing their family members exist. Young people influence others, young and old, by how uh, you act. The L stands for local church. You may influence people at your church no matter what age you are. Members can be touched by you. The ones younger than you are influenced by you. They see what you're doing. They try to be like you. I can speak for the older ones because I'm I'm graduated. I consider myself older. Um, so the young ones, they can touch us. They can inspire us. They can influence us. I'm only 19. But so uh, I'm just just barely seeing that. And one of the things I see, I'm going to mention Deacon again. The first uh, two or three weeks I was here, he was serving up here on the Lord's table. And uh, no offense, Deacon, but, uh, when I say this, but he was a little guy. And I looked up at him, and I was like, man, how old is he? And so when I actually got to know him, he was, uh, he was a whole lot older than what I thought he was. And, uh, and that really influenced me, just seeing he's such a young person participating in the Lord's service. Giving up his room to a complete stranger. To me. And now we're, I consider him a friend. <clears throat> so no matter what age you are, you can influence someone, young or old. The U stands for unseen people. Let's turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ... Uh, for you all, that your faith is spoken uh, of throughout the whole world. The people, the Christians around the world were influenced by the church, the Christians in Rome. Their faith was known around the world. The ones that you influence firsthand will influence others. Those others will influence others. Before you know it, you've influenced so many people that you haven't even met. So are you being that good influence? Are you being that bad influence? The influence that other parents say, I don't want my kid around them. They're trouble. I don't want you to stay, off, stay away from them. The E stands for environment. Acts chapter 19. Let's turn there. <clears throat> Acts chapter 19, verse 10. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, and skipping down to verse 26. <clears throat> Moreover, you see, you see and hear that only the, only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are not gods which are made with hands. So not only is this trade of ours in danger, 
of fallen and disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be despised as the, her magnificence is destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships. Paul changed the religious, religious environment of a whole city. He preached to many people, both Jews and Greeks, we can read in verse 10, and turned away many gods, teaching people, if they follow them, it would lead them to nothing, verse 26 and 27. Just one person, Paul, who influenced many people, changed the whole world. So, I'm going to say, how many were here this morning? 131. So, if the 131 people here this morning went and told 131 more. And that 131, so on and so forth down the road. How many? How much of Somerset can you all influence? Can I influence? Whether they take it and go with it, or take it and throw it away, you're still having some sort of influence on them. The N in influence stands for negligent. Negligent is just, basically means being lazy. If a lazy Christian is around someone that is working for God, it can influence them to work harder. It will benefit the lazy Christian as well as those who he influences and teaches also. Are you, back to relating sports, are you a bench warmer for Christ? My dad did a sermon on, on that um, and I never forgot it. The bench warmers in Christ are the ones that sit in the pew and don't have nothing to do. Not saying that you don't have an excuse. The the health, that can be an excuse. But those who are able to serve up here on the Lord's table lead singing. Men's participation night. Why aren't you doing something? Just happy and content sitting back there. Be Don't be a bench warmer. Who all plays sports there was in high school? Y'all can raise y'all's hands. Play sports. Did you like sitting on the bench for those who played? I didn't. When I got back, I, I got punished for going to church and skipping a, skipping a game one night. He benched me for three weeks. And this is my senior year. I went up to him, uh, to the head coach. He was uh, two, this is, that was his second year. And I said, Coach, I said, why are you benching me? He said, you missed a game, an important game, and you're our main closer. I said, no offense, Coach, but I put God before anything. I said, are you going to bench me for the rest of the year over? And the assistant coach, uh, love him to death. He's like a second dad to me, uh, Coach Powell. He's been my coach from day one, pretty much. And he understood the importance of God in my life and in my family's life. And he, he made exceptions. He talked to Coach in the next game I was put back in. So if you miss a game or say something, don't be afraid to say that you're a Christian. Say that you love God more than you love sports. The C stands for class. And uh, just recently graduated. As a school, you may influence those who aren't around or who are around you. They're not Christians. Throughout my whole high school career, except for one year, I knew of one Christian that was in that high school with me. And I talked about that in my lesson on that Wednesday night. <clears throat> and uh, which was probably uh, a bad thing for my first few years. But around my junior year, I didn't care what people thought of me. People didn't talk to me. Did it bother me at all? No. Less people have to worry about bad influences. <clears throat> so no matter what you say, you don't have to say a word to them, but how you act is how they're going to see you. And are you being that shining light that's talked about in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14? 
or are you hiding your lamp under or your light underneath a bushel? And in church, as a student in Bible class, you may influence your friends at church. If you have your lesson done for Bible class on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, answer all the questions that have prepared or go on a little bit further and do your own study on it so you be prepared which any question that Josh may throw at you. <clears throat> you can influence those who don't have their lesson done by just saying them thinking, I want to talk out in class. I want to be one of those that answers the questions. So whether or not you're influence, whether or not you think about it, your influence name, I'm really stressing the word influence because influence can be big or it can be bad <clears throat> or it can be little. You can influence someone directly or indirectly. Going through school, walking through the hallways, are you influencing people just by talking to a little a little guy that's not popular? If he asks you to walk him down the hallway because he's getting bullied, are you just saying no? You're going you're going to take me down. I'm pretty popular. I'm top dog in the school, top dog in the hallway. And he asks you, said, "Can you help me out?" I got some guys picking on me. Are you being afraid to take that step? Being the man. And for those big guys that want the girls and stuff, girls notice that stuff. If worldly, worldly. But if you're afraid that they're the cool girls are not going to notice you, they notice. But more importantly, God notices. God notices the little things you do in life. And he makes note of that. He remembers that. He sees that in your life over some big thing. Yeah, you can make tons of money, but is money going to get you anywhere? No. You can influence people just by something tiny like that. <clears throat> the E stands for eternity. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. Let's turn there. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay, uh, starting in verse 11, than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, which one's work will become clear? For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and that fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work which is, has been built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Eternity will reveal the full scope of your influence. Influence be good or bad. You're in control of that. Young people, I'm really focusing on you all this morning, or this, this afternoon, because influence... Your parents have a big influence on you. Whether you want to take that influence that they're giving you, that advice that they're giving you, and run with it and take it and apply it to your life or not, that's your choice. The older people of this congregation, they give you advice. They shake your hand. They ask you how you're doing. They're not just doing that just to be just nothing. They're sincere. The advice that they give you, are you going to take it? Or are you just going to say, no, they don't know what I'm going through. They didn't even have cell phones back in that day. They didn't have TV back in that day. 
They didn't, they didn't have a big muscle call. They know what they're talking about, whether you whether you know it or not, whether you want to admit it. Talking to some guys at um, the warehouse where I used to work, and some stores. And then uh, school, at Lyman School. Young apprentice linemen learn from older linemen. There are things called war stories. You learn from them older linemen. They're war stories. They help you out. So you'll create your own war story so you don't you can prevent them from happening to you. I'm going to end tonight by telling you a little bit more about Christian. On May 26th is the day I'll always remember. It's the day that one of my friends that I grew up with and was close to and also one of my biggest influences died. And, of course, that person is Christian. And uh, no pun intended, but he was a faithful Christian. He was a strong Christian and a great worker for God. Even up to the day he passed away, he taught me to be myself, no matter who I was around or not. Never let anybody change me as long as I was living for God and doing his will. <clears throat> and uh, in high school, I think I told this Wednesday night, he had a girlfriend. Dated her for two years. They was crazy over each other. They loved each other. They was each other's best friends. She wanted to go a little bit further than he wanted to. A little bit further than what God would allow. His laws will allow. You know what he done? With his heart broke, he broke up with her. He cried. I know for a fact because he's a big heart. Me and his brothers, there was four of us all together. He was the one with the biggest heart. and told him he was the girl of, of us all. But uh, he loved no everybody no matter what. And he, if one of us got hurt, he was right there to hold us, to make sure we was okay. <clears throat> but further than that, um, further than his conference, it was against God's laws. And he tried talking to her about it, and it didn't change her mind. So that was the end result. <clears throat> Christian didn't want to separate himself from God for a girl. That's the kind of guy he was. He influenced me from the day we met to the day he left this earth. He's the kind of guy I strive to be. I urge you to be the influence of someone like Christian was to me. He influenced his worldly friends without himself being influenced. And I want to end by challenging you to be better than you were yesterday and be the influence that everyone needs. And for the young people who aren't Christians, who are Christians and fell away and think that death is not on you, can't affect you. Let me tell you something. I've had six people in my high school throughout this past year, well, this past year and back, that's died. A.D., my catcher, died of brain cancer. He walked into his house one day of work. His eye was drooping. He was limping. They took him to the emergency room. They sent him to uh, out-of-state hospital. Turned out terminal cancer, nothing they can do. Eight months later, he died. Four days after his birthday, he died. A few days after that, me and seven other of my teammates carried him from the front of that church to that hearse. They offered to roll him out. He said, no, we got him. He's our brother. Crying and pouring rain. Pretty sure it was hell in a little bit that day. We carried him to that graveside where he finally rested. <coughs> <coughs>
Kane, big-time cornerback football team. He was uh, in the Army, National Guard or something like that. He died going to work in a car wreck. Lily, she died in a car wreck as well. And uh, one of my uh, baseball guys, he's uh, pitching at Murray State now, was in that wreck. He was the one in the other car that she hit head on. She died instantly. Brett, New Year's night, December 31st, 2015. He got in a fight with his girlfriend at New Year's party. Drove off real fast. Hit that curve a little bit too hard. Hit that tree. Broke his neck. And Aaron, suicide. He let others influence him on what he thought about himself. His story, Christian's story, lives on in Hart County, where I'm from, of influence. So young people with death, oh, I'm invincible, death can't hurt me. Ask them six people. Ask me. I know all their stories. I went to school. I was in class with everyone but one. That was Christian. Because he was so much older than I was. So young people, are you going to wait? Are you going to test God? I don't advise it. In the Old Testament, you can look where he just struck people dead right then and there. Are you going to test God? Are you going to take one more day? One more. To be invincible, say, oh, I've got till Wednesday night. I can change my mind, get baptized. You're not promised another hour. You're not promised another day. You're not promised to go to school tomorrow. You're not promised to leave this parking lot. Turn out here on the main drag. Didn't see that red light change. Right there you go. It can all happen in the blink of an eye. You don't even know what hit you. So young people, are you going to take that and play with it? Are you going to flirt with that line of God's law? your own way and not be baptized but the ones who grew up in the church you know what to do hear, believe, repent, confess and be baptized and live faithfully unto death no matter what it is yeah there's always you can come back like me I fell away a year and a half after I got baptized I was falling away for a year and uh, <clears throat> which the brother came to my house he said Multiple things that I remember, just like it was yesterday. One of the things, he said, Zach, you're young. You think you're going to die tomorrow? I said, no, I'm too young for that. That's the words he wanted to hear. That's the words he turned against me. Throughout the rest of that school, that's my senior year, up until I graduated, a couple months after I graduated, I learned that death, it don't care how old, how old you are, how young you are. They can take you with a blink of an eye. Are you going to test God tonight and not come forward? You know what to do. I have faith that your teachers here at Lakeside have taught you well. Your parents have taught you well. You know what to do. So are you going to take that and run with it and be baptized and live your life with God? Or are you just going to flirt with that line just a little bit more and test your love? But for those older that have fallen away, I'm talking to you too. Not promised tomorrow either. 
Tonight's not too late. We've got now. Come forward as we stand and sing. That's you.